the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me again with Season Watch. And of course, as always, I want to start with prayer. I need it today. (laughs) So, Jesus, we just thank you that you have promised us things that we can look for, that we can hope for in you. We thank you, God, that you promise to turn all things to good for those who love you and who are called according to your purposes. Submit ourselves into your hands right now. We ask that you help us to be on your path. You help us to shine your light. You help us to walk with you and know you even more than before. Just want to bring others to you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, hello, friends. We're going to do something a little different today because we need to catch up on our current events and observe them through our biblical binoculars. So fasten your truth belts as we discuss Warning Watch for the two futures, right? There's two futures ahead that the Bible talks about. We have a Western world right now, particularly in America, divided into two basic mentalities, and they will have two futures. Um, The first is that they think all things continue as they did from the beginning. You know, little glitch here and there, nothing really big, but everything's going to get back on track. The others is... Uh, a group of people that are sounding the alarm that all hell is breaking loose and that the time of our departure is near. So I pray that we're all in that second camp, that we're paying attention. And um, there's a purpose to the world downplaying the unprecedented events that are occurring all around us and the significance of the drastic shifts in our world and our culture going on right now. But Jesus warned about the end times. We saw in Matthew 24, 7, that nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And then verse 12, it says, and because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. We're really starting to see that. And then in verse 33, so also when you see all these things begin, know that it is near at the very doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away until all these things are fulfilled. And that's us right now, that we are watching these things. And the global elites are locking in their beast system. We've talked about this and that they're hurt being, we're being herded like sheep to the slaughter as they drive us with various crisis shoots that direct us exactly where they can trap us. We got to be aware. And we've already looked at the characteristics of the beast system in previous episodes. You can go back and listen to those and how that system is set up in Revelation. So 
Let's see how the globalists are progressing since these past couple of months. And while the media distracts us with trivialities and infighting, they are creating their infrastructure. Um, Let's talk about some of the recent developments and how they fit into Jesus's prophecies about the last days. First of all, we know that there are lots of wars and rumors of wars going on right now. There's just more than we can number. You wouldn't even believe. There's things you haven't even heard about going on. It's unprecedented around the world. Um, The the strange uh, turn of events where, where nations are preparing either to be invaded or to invade based on some offense or some desire. Um, One key group to watch, of course, is the coalition we've talked about before that's formed by the Ezekiel 38 attack group. They're already uh, in a coalition, which we see solidifying more each day. We've touched on this before, and perhaps we'll examine it more closely another time. But keep an eye on Russia, Iran, and Turkey as the central players coalescing more each day as their own personal agendas bring them closer into cooperation. Uh, They each have their own things that they're trying to accomplish right now, and they're relying on their uh, interdependence to help each other. And so, of course, we know that Syria is the puppet regime of all three of them. And since it borders northern Israel and as long as Lebanon is also at the mercy of Iran— and their control through Hezbollah. So we can see already the prophecies developing for Ezekiel 38. And this prophecy in this quote here is given to that coalition. We look at Ezekiel 38, 8. It says, After many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate and were brought out of the nations. And now all of them dwell safe. And so Iran has openly said that it's nuclear weapons program is expressly to wipe out Israel, and Israel will never let them finish the job. So they continue to actually run sorties uh, against um, different uh, attack sites, sites that are holding some of those components for their nuclear um, uh, their their nuclear ambitions. And they actually, Iran's already created enough high-grade uranium for at least five bombs. So they're right on the edge. And so at this juncture, as never before in history, Israel is easily the target of this coalition for many reasons. So remember we talked about Russia's pipeline got blown up, and now Israel's helping uh, NATO, helping Europe by selling their gas through uh, Egypt, and then Israel appears also to be supplying weapons and defense systems to Ukraine. So that's going to make Russia angry. And then we see Iran already has plans to destroy Israel, and Turkey is— become a a radical Islamic nation under Erdogan. And he continues to um, be menacing in the area against Syria and uh, all kinds of things. And then we also know that there's prophecy yet to be fulfilled in the end days. It says in Isaiah 17, 1, Behold, Damascus will cease from being a city, and it will be a ruinous heap. And so that hasn't happened yet. Um, And because Iran is storing a lot of its armaments in Syria, and there's been a lot of sorties by Israel against Syrian targets, we could see the possibility of Damascus not being a city and being a ruinous heap, the, you know, the prophecies predicted. And so anything could happen. Now, on top of that, we've had terrible earthquakes, which you probably have not really heard much about in the past few days, terrible earthquakes in uh, Turkey and in Syria, destroying um, thousands and thousands of buildings, killing thousands and thousands of people. I mean, here we're seeing the 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 globe itself. Um, 
seems to be heating up. There's earthquakes, just like Jesus said, and natural phenomenon are increasing more and more. The The cluster of earthquakes that just has been happening in Turkey, they continue to happen, destroyed so many buildings, and we're hardly talking about it. And we have to see that this is on the scale of things that the Lord talked about. They said it's completely unprecedented and continues to this day. And so we have so many things going on. Um, today, I want to talk about uh, the globalist developments and how they're doing so far. And that we know that they're looking to create a one-world religion, and we figure that'll happen pretty quick after we're raptured, but they want to put it in place now, get the world used to it, entice the world into this new way of thinking. And so... We actually have found that they couldn't wait. They are locking in their new one world government. The Pope's even on board with this, along with several churches, churches that we used to think were, were you know, true biblical churches, they're falling away, being enticed into these strange cultural things, this new one world view. And so um, one of these happened last November at the Global Climate Summit in Egypt. You probably wouldn't have thought, hey, this is we're going to roll out the one world religion, but they actually did. And uh, I want to play a clip. We're going to play several clips today. We want to play a clip um, from Michelle Bachman describing this bizarre set of events and how they are ushered the one world religion right now. So if you could play that Bachman clip. This is absolutely shocking. This was the climate change conference that President Biden went to attend two days after the American election in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. This is connected to the Sinai area, and there's a historical site in Sinai called Mount Sinai. Whether it actually was the actual Mount Sinai or not is controversial. But a 100 supposedly interfaith leaders climbed up Mount Sinai. This was totally blasphemed. They climbed up to receive Ten Commandments. And it wasn't a recreation of Moses receiving the Ten Commandments from God. These were the Ten Commandments of climate change. Their message is that every world religion can keep their religion, but they need to make sure they all observe these Ten Commandments of climate change. This was rolling out the one world religion that, again, the Bible talks about. And the G20, these one world confabs, where we're talking about one world government, one world religion. That's what the COP27 was this year. It's primarily the one world religion that got rolled out. This is all coming at the same exact time, exactly when an announcement was made that there'll be a three-month trial for digital currency together with the New York Fed. And then we're told in 23, we'll see this executed. This is the time for pastors to wake up and speak to their congregations. This isn't about being political. We haven't been political during this hour, Mark. We've been biblical. We're talking about the natural evidences in our world that point to directly what Daniel and John in Revelation and all of the books that speak prophetically about this time. We live in the greatest time in history, the days that the prophets long to see. All we're talking about, Pastor Mark, is the actual evidence that tie into Scripture to show how true the Bible is and what the believer needs to do. It is the time when people need to come to Jesus Christ to receive him as Lord because redemption is drawing nigh. We need to not despair but say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. And we also speak out in these days because we don't want to participate in the works of evil. So it's right for us to speak out to our congressman and to ask that our pastor is preaching on these things so that we as congregations know how to respond during these evil days. And that's just it. We are not talking about them enough. There's this 
there's this pressure for us to not speak about them out loud. And that's the culture that this uh, this group, this, these globalists want to create, a fear of speaking out, of standing out. Um, but I tell you, things are moving super, super fast. And I want to tell you about another thing. It's a technology that you may not have heard of yet. This will tie everything together. Um, so there's a, a new AI, um, open AI um, uh, program that's come out. Anybody can use it now. And right now it seems like a fun little toy, but I tell you, it's spelling the 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 next step and what these globalists want to do with us. It fits right in. So I want to talk about, I want to play this clip for ChatGPT, and then we'll talk about that. If you can play ChatGPT. How many of you know what ChatGPT is? There are things, and everyone in the audience should know this, there are things coming down the pipeline on the artificial intelligence front that are just going to make your hair stand on end within the next year. Because there is so much transformation going on in that domain. And, and that's been the case particularly for the last six months that it's, it's almost unimaginable. I figure a third of the universities will go broke in the next five years. So I'll tell you what Chad GPT is just so you know, because you need to know this. And I don't know what sort of technological revolution this is. It's smarter than you. This is a big deal. So this AI system, it's a general language processing model, was released about a week ago, a week and a half ago. And Chad GPT analyzes a very large corpus of text and that corpus is growing all the time now it's already sophisticated enough i went on to it last week and i asked it this is what i asked it to do i said write me an essay that's a 13th rule for beyond order written in a style that combines the king james bible with the Tao Te Ching. that's pretty difficult to pull off you know any one of those things is hard the intersection of all three that's impossible well it wrote it in about three seconds four pages long and it isn't obvious to me to be able to tell that I didn't write it. And that's pretty impressive, but the fact that it could do that grammatically perfectly, right, and quite impressive philosophically, I also had it write an essay on the intersection between the Taoist version of ethical morality and the ethics that are outlined in the Sermon on the Mount, which it just nailed, got that dead right, brilliant. Again, it took it about three seconds. There was a, a computer engineer who purported to work for Tesla, he asked GPT, chat GPT, said, look, I work for Elon Musk. I need you to write me 10 bullet points about what I probably would have done as a, as a engineer at Twitter. What 10 things did I do last week that were productive and valuable? And oh, if you don't mind, write me the accompanying computer code that goes with each project. And it did that too, three seconds, and the computer code works. Right, and so, okay, so that's, that's already there. So then a university professor did this. He thought, oh, that's interesting. Any student will be able to write any essay on any topic with chat GPT. This is gonna happen this year, so get ready. That's right. Get ready. You have to understand that the AI systems that just came out, the system that just came out is learning the more we play with it and it can replace right now. It seems to be able to replace um, human writing systems and be able to pull things together. I mean, it could write a it could write a, a code. It could write codes and the codes will work. So you have to understand this is so sophisticated that. Uh, I believe it's what Yuval Noah Harari said would would come, which he probably already knew about this. They they unleashed this thing so that we would think it was fun at first, but I think we're going to realize that pretty soon a lot of humans are not going to be needed in their jobs. And um, even I already got a a notice from the school I work at that they are not sure how to deal with this. Uh, how is this going to affect our assignments? I'm a writing teacher. How, how's that going to affect our assignments? How are we going to ask them to write something when you can't tell if somebody's plagiarizing by using chat GPT? This is now, and it's just starting to learn, and it's going to learn more and more from us the more and more we put out there. And so it's just like you've all know Harari said, and we have to remember his plans, and he believes we're going to make humans useless as 
so let's let's play that clip again. We played that a few uh, months ago. Let's take a look at what their globalist plans are. The right hand man of Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. This is what they're predicting, and it seems to be coming true. Go and play Yuval Noah Harari. We should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are really now hackable animals. Um, you know, throughout history, lots of people, organizations, governments dreamt about hacking human beings and therefore be able to predict uh, your decisions and feelings and to manipulate and control you. Um, this is what Stalin dreamt about and Hitler and the Catholic Church and so many. But now, or in a few years, it will be possible to systematically hack all the people because you don't need human agents to follow everybody around. You have sensors and microphones and cameras and smartphones. It's the first time in history that you can follow everybody all the time. And the resulting information, you don't need people to analyze it. You have artificial intelligence and algorithms. So we are very close to the point when it will become possible to monitor everybody all the time. I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be, what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Do you have an answer in the book? Um, at present, the best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. You don't have any answer in the Bible what to do when humans are no longer useful to the economy. You need completely new ideologies, completely new religions, and they are likely to, pro- to give people visions based on technology. Everything that the old religions promised, uh, happiness and justice and even eternal life, but here on earth with the help of technology and not after death with the help of some supernatural beings. We are now basically the gods of planet earth. We have now divine powers of creation and destruction. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Wait, that's not true. Homo sapiens is the only animal that can talk about things that don't really exist. Churches are rooted in common religious myths about God and heaven. Yet, in truth, there are no gods in the universe, no nations, no corporations, no money, and no human rights and no justice outside the common imagination of us human beings. Okay, so we see what their plans are for us. They're pretty plain. They're pretty out there. The reason it's not being covered is because they don't want to freak everybody out, but it's right there. And a lot of people are in on it. Um, There was another meeting, the annual meeting of Davos, which is the World Economic Forum's annual plans for how they're going to take over the world. And um, I wanted to take a look at We see how all their plans are converging. And Yuval Noah Harari, the right-hand man of Klaus Schwab, um, is highly admired by the elites, by Obama, by Oprah, by all these people. They hang on his every word. And you can hear the plans he has for us. And so let's take a listen. We've got a report from Noor Bin, uh, Noor Bin Laden uh, from the World Economic Forum in their Janu- January meeting. 
working, and she gives a dire assessment of how far they are in these plans. So let's take a listen to the Davos clip. The globalists weaponize and even orchestrate crises to justify their drastic restrictions and the complete loss of our freedoms. And the whole week we talked about this digitization of society and all aspects of our lives. And this is exactly what Tony Blair said in plain English language yesterday on that panel, a hundred days to outtrace the next pandemic. He said, there is a huge impetus now for national digital infrastructure. Digitization in healthcare is one of the great game changers. We should be helping countries to develop a national digital infrastructure, which they will lead with these new vaccines. They keep pushing this notion of public-private partnership. And I think what we need to understand here, Steve, is how the globalist architecture throughout the 20th century was set up in order to, first of all, capture governments and corporations and use them interchangeably to push the agenda. And because of the advances we've made in technology uh, throughout the last few years, that we are at this very specific moment in time where the realization of their plans, which, again, I mentioned, have been um, laid out for decades, if not a century or so ago, are very close to uh, their what we call the one world government or the centralization of uh, power. And so by tracking everything we do, we don't need to imagine what type of system we will be uh, living under. We just have to look towards what is happening in China today. But this is the model that they want to impose on us. And this is the thing, uh, Steve, they want to remove any form of agency uh, of us humans and just control all aspects of our lives. At the root of this globalist project, we have a core um, a group of people that are essentially eugenicist technocrats. I, it's hard to imagine that such a plan could be so long, sta- so long standing, but it has been in the works, as I've mentioned, for a very long time. All of this is tied together. The infiltration of the United States, the hijacking of the United States was essential to reach the point where we are today, again, where they are so close to reaching their goal of installing a society where we are basically stripped of our humanity. And uh, this is it. They want to hook us up to a grid. This is the transhumanist agenda in the sense that their utopia is our dystopia. And the world that they have prepared for us is so bleak, uh, Steve, it would rip us from any form of human dignity. This step that they've accelerated to an adoption of a digital ID ID, passport should absolutely terrify every single person, the digitization of the infrastructure of healthcare. Healthcare, again, like I mentioned with climate change, is just another Trojan horse. They're using all these pretexts to push society to adopt this digitization. And we have to, I mean, this is happening now. The, The time to change course is now. We don't have any more time. All right. And we we don't have any more time. She's a very rational person reporting. She's been listening all week to that uh, January meeting in Davos. And this is her conclusion after listening. And you can, of course, look at the videos yourselves. And this leads us to the assessment of what is this digitization, this digital passports they're insisting uh, that we have to have. A digital passport is going to be based on a digital vaccine passport. They need to usher in vaccines, the necessity of vaccines. And if we look ahead, we can see that... Um, China right now is thousands and thousands of people are dying in China. People don't even know for sure. And I believe they're going to use this narrative of this explosion of the Omicron um, in China. Maybe they'll use that to bring it over here and say, hey, we've got a new vaccine and we have to have a passport. Uh, They have these uh, tremendous plans and they seem to be working so far. And let's see what that means as far as switching to digital ID and digital um, currency, which we've talked a little bit about it before, but we've got a new clip here 
from Catherine Austin Fitz to explain to us how um, this is a trap for us. If you could play that clip. Take away cash and make everything digital and digital currency is central bank digital currency. Obviously, you have no power whatsoever if they don't like what you're doing. They just shut you down and you're impoverished. It just happened in Canada last winter. So we know what the consequences are. We know why they want it. So that couldn't happen, right? Well, we may live to see the day that it does happen. And here's the latest sign that it may be happening. The number of banks and ATM machines in this country are in steep decline, far fewer than there were just a few years ago. And in some countries like Australia, they're going way at high speed. So where's this going? That's the question we want to assess tonight. And we're going to with Catherine Austin Fitz, who has been monitoring this. She founded the Solari Report. She's also the Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, and we're happy to have her. So, Tucker, the, the, one of the bedrocks of freedom is freedom to do financial transactions, including privately, or freedom to do where you want to do and wherever you want to do. And unfortunately, as the financial system has become more and more digital, you see more and more not only invasive surveillance, but more and more controls. You referred to Canada, a perfect example. And the reality, as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. Um, the important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies. It's a financial transaction control grid and it gives the ability for the central bankers and they've said this publicly the ability to not only set set the rules centrally but enforce the rules centrally if you don't behave you can have your money turned off and friends this is happening now remember we already have the executive order 14067 signed by biden and it's a sure thing it's coming it's coming soon they want it by may uh we'll see how they transition it in i believe it's going to be a convergence of crises and we'll talk more about this next time but i want to tell you this is happening now everything uh is falling into place for uh not just what satan's plans are but really what the bible prophesied and we have have to remember what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is a gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter by it. But narrow is a gate and difficult is a way which leads to life. And few there be that find it. Friends, don't follow the crowd and have peace in that, that you're with the crowd. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that it's a small group of people who will see the truth. And I pray you're one of them. And if you haven't accepted Jesus yet, please, there's there's no time left. Accept him. Start walking with him. Read your Bible. Learn about him. Give him your life. You can trust him. He loves you. And until next time, God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.